All right, let's get back into it with our panel, Rocco Rossi, Kevin Gadet, and Alyssa Freeman on uh, several topics worthy of discussion. Mm-hmm. One of such is the uh, Humboldt bus crash. You know, the uh, individual who's been charged now, 16 charges of dangerous driving causing death, 13 of dangerous driving causing bodily harm, was in court today, where he's been released on $1,000 bail. Some people wincing at that. He's got to reside at his Calgary home. He's under curfew, a driving ban. He's got to surrender his passport as well, so he's not a flight risk per se. But some of the family members were in court as well. Very emotional for them. They wanted to uh, make eye contact just so they can uh, register their pain. In fact, one of the fathers had this to say about the matter. It was what we expected. Um, Like they laid out beforehand, kind of expected that he'd get bail. The process is what it is, and... uh, I just wanted to come today and uh, represent the families that maybe wanted to be here that couldn't be here and uh, at least have a presence in the building. That's all I wanted to accomplish today was to hopefully see him face to face and and if case this never goes to trial, then he's seen my face. Scott Thomas, one of the fathers, a mother was saying uh, it's been a very long, very emotional and stressful process. We're expecting to go through a lot of emotions and feelings, but we will see it through and do trust that the investigators are doing everything that can be done to ensure that justice is served. Now, I'm kind of curious because there's a bar that has to be met here or a standard for proving that this guy was uh, negligent and knew or ought to have known the manner of his driving was uh, dangerous. And it could be a difficult thing to prove, according to certain legal experts. If he's acquitted or exonerated, Rocco, I mean, uh, I'm just wondering how this would play in the community. Do you even think the guy could get a fair trial? I. Uh- very hard to see that that happening i mean look th- this is an absolute tragedy there's no sense that there was any kind of premeditation whether this gentleman was sufficiently trained uh whether appropriate to be on a road with with a massive vehicle um you know justice in a sense what does that what does that mean in this case because uh, those people are not coming back, and that is no. I know, but you know, for the families, you know, I get the sense because even one of the mothers was saying on the matter of the um, the bail, a thousand dollars. Unfortunately, it is the nature of law in this country. So already it, there seems to be disappointment or the implication that uh, let's you know send this guy up the river if it doesn't happen. Kevin, any thoughts on this? <clears throat> it's such a sad, sad story, and. and, and especially talking about it just after we have, you know, the boys in Thailand being freed, you know, literally the exact opposite of Humboldt where, you you know, you lose a dozen young men. Um, you know, justice in this case is awkward. It's difficult, these, these driving incidents, because on one hand, they could be accidents. Uh, the Crown has been very closed-lipped about the facts of what it is they believe uh, the driver of the truck did or didn't do, ought to have done, uh, ought not to have done, and, and we don't know. Um, I, I mean, it's y- y- driving in rural Saskatchewan or, or you know out west like that. We're, we're you know you go a hundred kilometers, and you won't come to a stop sign uh, or, or maybe even an intersection. It, it's it's because yeah, you, you know, might add a zero too. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's you know because we you know many, many of us lost folks do that. So you know I, I, it's it's awkward because. It's not like any of those kids come back. Yeah, you know, and I think it's well stated, as you put it. Uh, it's hard to see what justice in this case would be. A thought, Alyssa? Yeah, you know, when I was listening to that father talk, and I, I my heart goes out to him, and I couldn't believe how composed and dignified he was, and, 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 and in a sense, accepting what may be. 
but doing what he needed to do for himself and for the other families. And, and you know, it's interesting, I think, that in this trial that they will bring out everything. You know, they will talk about the mechanics. They will talk about, did he know what the speed of the other bus was? So, you know, will anybody ever see, even if he does get off, does he really ever, is he ever really a free man living with what, what happened? Well, could the community, though, uh, deal with it if, in fact, he were exonerated? You see, I'm saying that there's maybe a built-in anticipation that justice might be some serious time served or a penalty. Let me move on, because there's another story of buses out in Western Canada. It has to do with Greyhound shutting down most of its operations out west. It's kind of like when Northern Ontario lost the Ontario Northlander, the train service, that I think Doug Ford said he's going to bring back. Well, and, and this is, they say Western Canada, but if you read the release... They're talking about everything west of Sudbury. Well, so, so Thunder Bay and Fort Francis and Kenora and, well, well. Uh, you know, there you go. Uh, so it is, um, it is huge. And as someone who, you know, as a kid, as a student, the bus was my way of getting to, uh, to university, mm-hmm. of traveling to visit friends. Um, I mean, I understand we, we move on and, and there's population density and, and companies have to make a buck and all of the rest of that. But this is uh, the end of an era uh, for a lot of people. And the isolation for rural and remote is going to become worsened. Well, does it merit some kind of government subsidy or bailout, Kevin? <laughs> you know, I'm going to say yeah. no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it does. But, but A magic if, bus. If ever they were to consider one... Um, it, you know, you follow the was it Tilsonburg, Ontario? That are I can't remember the name of the city, Ontario. That are that are instead of buses, they're they're given using cash Ubers. for Ubers, using cash for Ubers. So maybe some That's type of in ride. Innisville. Yeah, Innisville. Okay, so, so maybe some type of ride sharing. You know, I I, I grew up uh, ride sharing in Western Canada. Well, I, I grew up out west. This, and the, the man the, these, the, the no stop sign <laughs> for yeah. hundreds of kilometers. I was going to say, yeah, yeah take you're the waiting Uber. a while for a ride share, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uber, that'll be two so, days. I can buddy. see him here on the. GPS is 80 kilometers out. This is not a laughing matter, man. (laughs) So you're out west and you're in Weyburn or or, or Melford or, or, you know, Grassy Lake. It's, and you're, I used to take the bus. You know, I go from Regina to Calgary or Lethbridge or whatever, or Winnipeg, and that's how you got back and forth Mm. because your parents weren't going to drive you and you had whatever it is you were doing, and, and, and you went and did that. And, you know, lots of families move around small town, Western Canada, and, you know, that's how a lot of those folks, a lot of the seniors, a lot of the students, that's how they get back and forth. So so what it, do we say to Greyhound? You can't compel them to keep their operation going. No, no, you going. can't. You know, you know, I don't know, maybe there's going to be some kind of weird ride-sharing thing that comes up. There'll be some some cab company of some kind figures out some way, hopefully, for people to be able to do, to replace this. But look, in, I mean, in, in Innisfil, what they've done is there's the ride share but in effect every ride is being subsidized because well, the alternative is the creation of a full-blown public transit sure, system it's cheaper so than 120,000 alternative right. right if that's the alternative is there a way to um, to subsidize it which would be less than the, res- the what will happen and the consequences of the isolation in a bunch of these communities. Alyssa? I, th- I think the isolation is a, is a very important point we need to bring up. And I think that the way the news was delivered, I found kind of shocking. Like there was no sort of soft 
you know, any way to soften the blow. You know, the first narrative that came out of this is that, well, everything in Western Canada is no longer going to be from Greyhound. So if you live there and you take the bus, too bad for you. And then when they started probing, well, we did this because we lost 41% share. And we did that. So, you know, I have to say that the way they did this was really heartless. Mm. It was like all of a sudden you're standing there waiting for a bus and all of a sudden somebody comes up to you and says, oh, not coming. Sorry. Well, and that's the way I felt the way they delivered the news. I thought they could have done a much better job. I was visiting job. my folks in Lethbridge a couple of weeks ago and, and I flew from Calgary to Lethbridge and it cost me $578. Whoa. You yeah. should have taken a bus. Hey, by the way, no, uh, still speaking of, of flying and... Still existed, he's a one percenter, okay. Johnny. He's not going to take the bus anymore. <laughs> what about your friends at Bombardier, oh Rocco? God. How about this? Coming from the head of the chamber. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> you might like this one. Bombardier, uh, it no longer has its name on the C-Series. It's been oh. renamed the A220. And Rocco that's part just of bought one of those. The Airbus. <laughs> that's right. For the chamber. This is all that Canadian that's R&D. That's all right. the Canadian that's money. That's how that, he's getting around Ontario now. Yeah, you know, sure. Rocco. Uh, yeah, Rocco's Airbus flies in. Yeah. We subsidize this thing to the to max, Timmons. and the beneficiaries are your friends in France. Uh, that is, uh, look at, there was a serious crisis that Bombardier was facing with uh, trade action by the Americans. Um, and quite frankly, what's happening in the, in the airline industry is consolidation, is uh, getting up to scale. You just saw the recent announcement by... Boeing and Embraer uh, in Brazil, where they're doing a similar thing for a similar sized uh, plane. But it is a it is a sad day of Canadiana. I mean, you've taken the C series name is is no more, and it's it's the A two twenty, and it's part of the Airbus. Uh, they have majority control; they can call it what they want, and they're out there. Um, Trying to get orders for the well, the they new just plane. got a big whopping order. Yeah, Lou was and, telling us last hour, and uh, and so two hundred planes, to, I believe, that is going to protect uh, and France. enhance jobs. <laughs> no, 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 it is the because that that uh, that plane is being being made here. Oh, okay. Well, Bombardier, yeah. uh, hope they can get right. the streetcar thing right too. Uh, thanks, yeah, well. one and all. <laughs> it's been another great day for talk radio with our panel, Rocco Rossi, Kevin Gadet, Alyssa Freeman. You take care. We'll talk next week.